Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Happy Hour. I'm your host, Gretchen Garrity, and today we have such a fun episode. Basically, I'm just in the best mood right now to record with you guys. I get so happy whenever I get to record because it's just such a fun time. I feel like we're hanging out. I was just vlogging for the vlog that I'm filming today, and I was like, wow, I am just so excited to record right now. Like, it, I was just telling my blog, it's one of my favorite things that I get to do as a part of my job. So, yeah, I can't wait to catch up with you guys today. Relax. <laughs> I'm like, put your feet up. Just let's hang out together. Um, basically this whole episode is just inspired by, well, one, I'm just really excited to like chit chat and hang out with you guys. I feel like obviously you guys know now I post like every other Friday and that really started during Vlogmas. I think I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting so overwhelmed, but I love doing every other Friday cause I feel like it gets to be really fresh and just like quality instead of like pumping out content every week when I'm like, okay, do I even have stuff to talk about every week? And also since my last episode was with a guest, I just like miss you guys and want to chit chat. So I'm just extra excited. But I was saying this is all really inspired by, I posted on Instagram. I'm like, listen, you guys on my Instagram story, I was like, I've been on YouTube for nine years now, a little over nine years, which is crazy. I started April of 2012. (laughs) That's so weird to think about. I was legit like, what, 14? (laughs) And so with YouTube, I'm really like, okay, I feel like everything, been there, done that. Like, I want to keep it fresh. I want to keep making content that you guys like. So I love any suggestions when you guys have. I love when you give me suggestions, especially when it's something I've never thought of. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it'd be so fun. And it gets me all excited and re-motivated to film or record whatever it is. And for the podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe even how long I've been doing this for, like, was it 29, it must have been 2019, I think like August or September, so I'm like, wow, I've even been doing the podcast for so long now, I feel like I've talked about everything there is to talk about, but obviously there's like endless things you could talk about, so anyway, you guys wrote in a bunch of suggestions, which are so helpful, and it just sort of made me think of this is like a mishmash a little bit of everything episode but those are the best ones honestly the reason I wanted to do this one like this is because these are my favorite episodes to listen to whenever I listen to Tori De Simone's podcast like anyone's podcast when they chit chat and just hit a bunch of different topics and just sort of like update me on their life what's going on currently like those are just my favorite episodes to listen to like we're hanging out obviously I love like the niche ones where I can take away value when I'm learning something but yeah this is just gonna be life updates a catch-up since I feel like I haven't talked to you about my life in like a month now and this was requested from you guys to talk about 
love language i sort of put these together in my head they all kind of go together like love languages in relationships um enneagram i feel like i'm saying that wrong enneagram enneagram types i didn't even know mine until like 30 minutes ago i was planning this episode for you guys and i took the test i think i took it like a couple months ago but i didn't remember what type i was or i didn't save my results or anything so i just took the test again and i want to sort of go through that because i was reading it and i I never really understood it before. I was like, oh, I don't think I like that one. I think I, I, the Myers-Briggs one makes more sense to me. I remember doing that one in college and I've taken it a couple of times. Of course, it's always the same personality type. Anyway, what I'm talking about are like personality type tests and I get like so nerdy about them. Like I'm so into them and I, I don't know. I just like love taking them and talking about them and I feel like it's sort of, like a deep dive into knowing who you are and like why you are the way you are. I find it like honestly fascinating. Um, This is making me think that it's something that I'm literally so interested in. And if I ever don't do social media for my job, God forbid, because it's like my favorite thing ever. It's like a dream come true. I would want to do something with this. I don't know if that's like psychology related. I mean, it must be. But anyway, I digress. We're going to touch on that because I get so into it. I could talk about it for like hours. Um, And then like the love languages is obviously separate, but you guys wanted me to touch on that. And I think personally for me and my romantic relationship, it actually was so helpful. I remember just hearing about it or people saying like, oh, what are your maxis love languages? And I was like, what? What's that? Like, I don't even know. And I remember we took the test, like we both took it. And I think, yeah, there's got to be like quizzes online. Um, But now I just remember like our top results of our love languages. And it was actually so helpful. And it just made me reflect like, oh, wow. Um, For example, Max's top one is words of affirmation is how he receives love like primarily. And so I'm like, okay, that is a reminder for me to be careful of like what I say to him and around him. And I feel like I could just talk all day long, blah, blah, blah. I'll joke around and say something like rude or I don't know offensive whatever and he could like take it to heart so I don't know (laughs) that might be like I don't know if I'm explaining this right but um yeah it just helped me realize like the ways he receives love the way I receive love and I also realized the way I give love and receive love and primarily is very different so I don't know it's just really interesting to talk about um some advice I want to touch on I know you guys love the advice sessions There was a lot of requests for just like advice podcasts and it's so funny you guys want to hear my advice I guess I've lived through a lot of life I feel so so wise over here I'm freaking 24 I need to relax I'm like yeah like I've gone through a lot like I have lots of good advice for you guys but I think I do on certain things like we all know the body image food stuff been there been through all that and I think I have like a lot of good takeaways obviously losing my dad all these different experiences in my life I feel like have led me to a point where I can have some good advice for you guys especially if you're younger than me or about to go through like the college to adult life transition things like that so I'm sure there'll be more advice episodes coming soon but today is just more specific on sort of things that have been going on in my life recently and things that I want to touch on coming into the summer season so yeah that's kind of an overview I just like chit-chatted for so long so let's catch up everybody I'm home I'm so excited to be back in Pennsylvania 
if you didn't know or if you didn't see my Instagram or YouTube or anything, Max and I and Brody were away for basically the last two weeks and how this all started was because Max's hockey season was ending and he was like, if you guys heard of my vlog, he was like, oh my gosh, like all my teammates in the locker room were saying all these places are going on vacation, like once the season's over, like why aren't we going on vacation, I have FOMO, whatever. I'm like, okay, well, we just never talked about it. Like, if you want to go on vacation, let's go on vacation. Like, figure it out, figure out Brody. And this was also a really big step because Brody's a year old and we never left him. I'm trying to think anytime. I don't think Max and I left him for this long, like, together. I'm trying to think. Like, Lucy must have watched him for a day, or but I don't even think Max and I have been gone for, like, a weekend together. Like, it's always, like, if I was gone for a week or if Max was gone for a week, the other one of us was with him. And that makes sense. So it was like a big step to leave Brody at Max's mom's house so that his family could watch Brody for the week while we were in Laguna Beach. So that's where we went on vacation. And it was like a whole thing because we had to drive six hours from here to Cape Cod so that Max's family could watch Brody. And I'm just so happy we did that, by the way. I know obviously there is like daycares. We love our daycare here for Brody. But I'm just happier knowing that he was with Max's family and that he got to like run around on the beach and um swim and like they would walk him every day and love him and take care of him not that a daycare wouldn't but I don't know it was just really nice knowing he was in like family's hands and we could FaceTime him when we missed him and stuff like that so yeah did that flew to LAX Boston, drove the hour to Laguna. You guys get it. I don't know why I'm saying all the logistics here, but I was just saying it was like a whole thing because we had to go to the Cape before and after the trip. Um, but then we were there for Memorial Day weekend, which was great. Well, sort of great. It was great being with Max's family for Memorial Day weekend, especially on Cape Cod. Like we always were like, oh yeah, Cape Memorial Day weekend. It'll be awesome weather, amazing. No. It was not awesome weather. It was like 40 or 50 degrees and raining and so cold the whole time. I remember walking Brody being like, I literally wish I had my winter winter parka on right now. Like I had a big sweatshirt, but I was freezing. Like it was so cold. So I guess a silver lining of this. This is just making me think everything I'm saying, you guys. I'm being so like introspective right now. I don't know if that's the word. But since I just took that Enneagram, Enneagram test everything I'm saying and like how I'm looking at things like our trip to Cape Cod and Laguna like for example is making me think of like oh this is because I'm like this personality type this is why I'm like looking at it this way does that make any sense anyway I think my personality type is well I know I know that it is and I know that I just am as a person extremely optimistic and like finds the silver linings and glass half full like every situation so I'm like at least silver lining of this like crappy Memorial Day weekend like the worst ever was that Max and I got back actually wait I'm such a liar we actually started on our flight to um Laguna because it was like six hours anyway we got into prison break if you guys know that show it's the best show ever and I actually watched all of prison break my junior year of high school sophomore year of high school so like a long 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 time ago I like barely remember I remember the big events in the plot that happened but like so many things I'm like wow I don't remember this at all and all I do remember is my twin sister Lucy and I it was over the summer I think we were like lifeguarding rowing whatever 
so we were so busy every day we'd get up at like 5 a.m to row lifeguard all day blah, blah blah like we had very busy schedules and the reason i'm saying this is because we were running ourselves into the ground by watching prison break we were so obsessed you guys this summer i fully remember lucy and i would stay up all night like the sun would be rising and be 5 a.m and we'd be like oh my gosh like what did what have we just done like we just pulled an all-nighter this is so bad because this show is so good it's so addicting and like each episode i feel like ends on sort of a cliffhanger and there's like plot twists oh my god it's so good i'm sure i don't know if the majority of you have watched prison break but i would hope that you have by this point because it's so old now but it is such a good show i just love this i don't know why i love it so much it's like just so entertaining it's like scary which i really don't do scary but I don't know not too bad and I know that it's like a show I don't know how to describe um but it's more just like violent because it's in a prison or whatever I feel like I'm making it sound so scary but it's just the best show so yeah basically I think Max watched it forever ago maybe when he was in college and he was like oh we should start it over like on the plane right there like we have six hours so we started on the way there watched it on the way back and then since it was such a crappy weekend we watched a bunch of it on cape cod too so yeah i just wanted to tell you that we've really been into prison break and honestly you know you have a good show does anyone else relate with like all day like right now i I even think about it like subconsciously if i'm like recording a podcast filming my youtube videos editing blah blah blah, working whatever during the day but in the back of my mind i'm like thinking about like oh i can't wait to have free time tonight where i can like watch prison break i was so sad last night because i've just been so busy i feel like whenever you travel and you get home there's like eight million things you have to do and like catch up on so that's like the vibe I've been in like it's 9 a.m on Thursday right now and I'm like getting after it like I got my workout and my breakfast I'm like I'm on a schedule today people but um oh yeah I was saying that last night I was so bummed because I was so excited to watch prison break all day I'm like Gretchen like get all your stuff done so you can watch prison break and um I think planning out my schedule took me way longer than I thought of course I started like 11 p.m so then it was like midnight and I was like okay we can't watch like I have to go to bed I need to get up at like seven so I can get my work at it but yeah anyway does anyone care all I'm saying is that love prison break it's the best show ever and if you haven't watched you really should because just love it. I feel like I am viewing it very differently now that I'm however many years older, like eight years older than I know, like six years older than I was when I watched it before. Um, I feel like before it was probably more scary to me because I was younger. And now I feel like I understand more watching it a second time. So anyway, I just talked about prison break for so long, but I also transitioned. This like doesn't have to go with that at all. I also wanted to tell you guys about this is when I was talking about like getting into the summer season sort of this new feeling I felt going into this summer and like I touched on and I've really touched on in episodes in the past uh, my struggle with body image and just like relationship with food that kind of thing and it's always a journey. I feel like it's always a roller coaster how I'm feeling about how I look and my body image. Some days I'm like, wow, I feel so great. I feel so strong and healthy. And 
you know, everything I'm doing for my body, my wellness and my health every day is like paying off. I feel great, like look great. And I feel awesome, like very confident. Other days, it is just the opposite. I'm like, I see no results from the gym. Am I even doing the right things? I feel awful. I feel bloated. I feel like I don't look good. I feel like people look at me like I look bad. I just can be in such a bad place. And I think this was new for me going into the summer. I don't think I've ever felt so anxious about wearing a bikini. Like I've never felt that and I know so many people do. And it's so weird to admit because I think I've always been confident in a bikini and like felt pretty good overall. But yeah, I guess it was like April or May where I started thinking, oh gosh, like it's getting warm. It's going to be summer. Like it's going to be time for a bikini. Like I don't know if I'm ready for that. Like I don't think I'm confident in like how I look I don't want people to see me in it or like I want to look more fit or like better to be in it and it was like really stressing me out and I was like oh my gosh like we're going to Laguna it's gonna be warm we're gonna go to the beach oh like I'm gonna be in a bikini I don't know if I feel ready like I'm gonna have to take photos I'm gonna be in videos and I was getting like really stressed about it and I'm like what is wrong with me like I've never felt this way before like am I okay like and so what I'm getting at, I want to read you guys my caption for an Instagram post I wrote because, yeah, it I feel like it encompasses all of this and can probably explain <laughs> a lot better than how I'm trying right now. Um, how I was so stressed before and sort of like where I'm at now and what I've come to. Okay. So, and I kind of talk about something else too, like how you talk to yourself and how you talk to yourself in your head and how you speak to yourself out loud in front of others um because oh by the way too that can affect your friends I feel like I never realized that but I've always not always but there can be times like I said where I get really down about my body image whatever it is if I'm in a bathing suit if I'm taking photos I'm like oh like I feel great but these are not looking how I want them to look or I have this vision for like this cute photo and I feel like I don't like look at it whatever you guys we've all been there and I notice how like if I'm with friends and I'm like oh like I look so bloated in these photos I don't look good whatever it brings them down too and like you never want to do that as a friend I would hate to bring down my friends or if I'm like oh I don't look good in these like today's not my day and then they're like oh well maybe like I don't either I never want to like bring them down or like pull them down into the place I'm in so it's just like sort of be careful with your words especially you don't want to trigger your friends that have gone through similar body image issues or if it's an eating disorder whatever it is like you don't want to bring them down into the bad place with you if that makes sense I think it wasn't until I I'll say and how I said in this Instagram caption but it wasn't until I heard from a friend like okay enough like saying bad things about yourself like you're making me feel bad too that I was like wow I I just never crossed my mind like I never knew that okay let's here's my Instagram caption so it's like the day after we left Laguna it's a little bikini photo I'm like this isn't your typical bikini photo like woo like like summer's here like yay it's sunny on a beach okay this is what i said just a little reminder to be aware of how you speak to yourself i mean in your head and out loud i share this since it wasn't until a close friend of mine pointed out that i even realized how bad it was thank you for metaphorically grabbing me by the shoulders and shaking me by the way i needed it this is to you hannah love you bff my best friend from home literally without hannah telling me this like i wouldn't have realized and it actually helped me so much i was texting her about it i was like dude like thank you for calling me out because i know so many times too you don't want to like bring up something to your friends or be like hey stop doing that like you don't want to 
I don't know, cause a problem or you know what I mean? Like call them out for anything. But I'm so happy that she was like comfortable enough to do that because it helped me so much. When looking back, by the way, I digress. But any of my friends that have stopped me in my tracks and been like, hey, don't do this. Or hey, you do you even realize like you're doing this? I feel like half the time I didn't even realize. Like another one of my close friends, Louisa, stopped me at one point. I think it was after my sophomore year in the summer. She was like, Gretchen, you're living in the past. I feel like I talked about that in an episode before and I was like whoa dude like didn't even realize but like both of these times with my friends like keeping me in line literally helped me tremendously like I can't even tell you okay so yeah needed it um and then I said I was upset while trying to take photos with how they were turning out my friend told me how negative and harsh I was being towards myself by the way I feel like that's a reaction so many girls have where you're like oh I look I look awful today I look so fat in my outfit whatever and it's like why do we do that like literally why I don't understand maybe sometimes you just like want the validation of your friends I'm sure I mean I'm sure that's why deep down if I'm like oh I don't look good in this outfit like I want my friends to reassure me to be like no you look great but it's like why do we have to like say that about ourselves and bring ourselves down because then you start to believe it you know and uh I was trying to blah 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 a friend told me how negative and harsh I was being towards myself it makes me emotional even writing this and admitting she's right. Why is it that we cherish and pride and encourage our loved ones yet are so hard on ourselves? Maybe just being so public, I see these photos and immediately anxious of comments I could get about how I look or if I put on weight. But if the girl in this photo is my BFF, I would tell her she's thriving and looks so happy and healthy. Okay, this is like literally where I could be emotional because it's so weird, like the disconnect there for me. Maybe it, honestly, maybe it is from the negativity and, like, comments I've gotten on my Instagram, YouTube about how I look. Like, can we stop freaking commenting about how people look? It's like you never know their journey of, like, what they're going through, health issues, their past, their history, like, everything in their life. Like, you don't know. And so how can we judge, like, people's appearances? I just... I think people are getting better at it in this day and age, but like I love the comments like you're glowing, you look so happy. Like let's focus on that here and not like, oh my gosh, your thighs are so skinny. You know, like I those like make me kind of cringe, you know. I just I don't know. I think it's just <laughs> triggering to me maybe in specific. But what I was just saying, like the disconnect, it's so crazy how if I look at a photo of myself, I'm like, uh no. But then I think about it and I'm like, if that was my twin sister, my best friend Hannah, my best friend Louisa, I'd be like, you literally look stunning, beautiful, clean, amazing. And I believe it. But since it's myself, it's like, we're so much harder on ourselves or have like crazy unrealistic expectations. I don't know what it is. I need to just start looking at my photos and be like, Gretchen, that's not you. That's your friend. So I can be like, wow, stunning queen, like amazing, sweetie. I don't know what it is. Then I say, okay, now I'm really crying. I remember writing this I literally was crying like putting it all into words because I also think sometimes too you don't realize like what you're feeling or all these thoughts you have and then you write it out and put it into words and you're like yep that's it I said I mentioned before how I can easily fall into comparing how I look to past versions of myself which leaves me feeling honestly just awful yep it does not to say you shouldn't want progress or goals you're working towards in your fitness and health journey I think that's great however learning to love each version of yourself and for me myself right where I'm at has brought me so much peace facts literally um 
by the way, that reminds me how I feel like there's been so many times in my life, and so many of you can agree, that you're like, oh, if I just lose five pounds, perfect, that's right where I want to be, I'll be so happy, it'll be like a weight off my shoulders, then I'll feel great, then I'll be happy, then I'll love myself, then everything will be perfect, amazing, wonderful, and that's like never how it is, like if you have these conditional things in your life, if just this, then I'll be happy, it never works out that way, like you have to find happiness with right now how you are and I don't want to discredit like I was saying if you're like no Gretchen I'm really motivated I'm on my health and fitness journey like this is for my health I want to feel better I want to live longer I want to whatever it is in your life I don't want to discredit that I think if you're making like positive changes and progress in your life that's amazing but I also think you need to find happiness and peace with where you're at right now in every version of yourself like I was saying um I'm always working on giving myself grace and compassion just as I would for a close friend, opening up a bit with my self-love journey on here since I've touched on a ton of my podcasts, shout out, and YouTube videos, less on Instagram. So this is your sign to capture all the moments in memes and photos, focusing a little less on how you look and a little more how you feel. Love you all, besties. I always do. You guys are my besties. But that caught me thinking too. I'm like, gosh, dang it, Gretchen, can you stop being in your head and like crying, trying to take beach photos in your bikini on vacation because you were going to look back on that moment and be like why couldn't I just be happy why can't I just smile in the sunshine hold my boyfriend's hand drink my mojito or you know what I mean like why couldn't I just enjoy the moment and not care if my stomach's a little bloated or how my arms look or you know what I mean like you're going to look back and be like gosh dang it why did I ruin that moment of this like fun special memory on vacation and yeah, that just, that brings me to, you guys wanted advice for confidence in a bikini, which is like everything I was just talking on. I saw that a couple of times. Like, can you talk about confidence, confidence wearing a bikini, bikini body, stuff like that. By the way, everybody is a bikini body. I'm sure we're all like, okay, yeah, I've heard that before. But like, seriously, that changed my mindset so much back whenever I heard like if you have a body and you have a bikini boom you got a bikini body you're done amazing wonderful and I'm like wow that's so true like this whole bikini body like mindset we have is made up that you need to have this body to look in a bikini no if you got a bikini and you put it on bada bing bada boom you got a bikini body so this is like I've heard this when did I hear this I don't know recently from who I don't know this is like kind of morbid but it's so true when you die one day (laughs) am I okay at your funeral okay people don't remember you for your bikini body they just don't they're not going to talk about how toned you look in your bikini like that's not actually what matters that's not like your lasting impact on the world and on your friends and on your family what matters they're going to remember your personality they're going to remember the memories and Whenever I heard this, I don't know if I saw it on Instagram, whatever, also changed my mindset. I'm like, wow, all this stupid crap that we care about, how we look, legitimately does not matter in like the long, grand scheme of things. None of your friends or family or the close people to that love you and care about you are going to care really how you look. Are they going to challenge you and push you to be the best version of yourself if you are on a fitness and health journey? Sure, maybe, that's great, but they're not going to remember what size jeans you were like and they don't care 
they don't know. They don't care. They don't want to. They love you for you and your personality and how you love others and treat others and the kindness in your heart and things like that. So that helped me a lot too. I'm like, wow, like all the people that really care about me and love me don't even really care what I look like anyway because they know me for me. So that really helped me. And that reminds me too, whenever I heard this recently, all these things I've like picked up on and it really helped me. Okay, this might shock you, but no one notices you or cares as much as you do. <laughs> that sounds like so sad, like no one cares about you. No, people care about you. But what I mean is, I heard this that like you think in your head that other people are thinking about you all the time, right? Like you think like, oh, this person's like thinking about me or judging me, da, da, da. I promise you other people are way more focused on themselves. It's just like how, like think about your own self. Like I'm focused on my day and all the things I have to get done. And it's not that I'm not thinking about Brody and his feelings and how he looks and whatever. Sure I am, but it's like way less than you think in your head. Does that make sense? Like no one's thinking about you and what you're doing and how you look as much as you worry that they are. That's a good way to put it. And also, you will only, you're the only person that notices really the little things that you worry about. I remember always thinking like, oh my gosh, like I gained five pounds. Like if I put on this, everyone's going to be like, she gained weight. No, 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 no. No one's going to notice the five pounds. You just notice the five pounds. Like literally no one cares that much. No one's like looking at you that closely. Literally only you notice or like the little, I remember being worried about like razor burn or like if I didn't pluck my eyebrows, literally no one notices, like no one cares, no one, you know what I mean? Or like if a friend's like, oh gosh, like I'm so stressed about this pimple and you're like, literally I did not even see it on your face until you just pointed it out. Like no one notices as much as you do. So just don't worry about it too much. Like don't give too much attention to it. It's fine. And again, like what really matters, I know it sounds so dumb and cliche to say, but like how you look like legit doesn't matter. I remember back like putting on a bikini, I'd have to like shave my armpits and shave my legs and have everything like perfect. Like I have the makeup and the bright ponytail. And now I'm like, I don't give a flying. <laughs> like I literally don't care. Like no one, do you know what I mean? Like no one's going to see the hair on your legs anyway. And like an Instagram photo or like no one's like touching your leg. Uh, maybe your boyfriend. I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's just like everything is not as big of a deal as you think that it is. And I feel like as you get older too, you realize like I remember all this in high school being like feeling like I had to be perfect and perfectly groomed and everything at all times. And now I'm like it literally doesn't matter. Also, might I add this? I started to like realize in college. I'm like, okay. Like, let's be real, people. When people are day drinking during the summer on the beach, at the pool party, at a barbecue, whatever, day drinking in their bikini all day, I was mind-boggled. I'm like, how do they day drink all day? And how are you not supposed to be, like, so bloated in your bikini? Let me tell you something. Everyone's bloated. Everyone's bloated from their burgers that they had on the grill for lunch. Everyone's bloated from their pizza, from their beer or spike seltzer or whatever it is that they're having all day. Everyone's bloated, living their best life. No one cares. The day drink, the beach, like whatever. Especially like if you are taking bikini photos after, I don't know, 7 a.m. and you've had breakfast or lunch or dinner, whatever, like you are going to be blo No one's looking perfect. So don't hold yourself to this like really high standard. I remember being like, oh, I have to be like, I have to have like such a flat stomach. No. And your bikini photos, like it literally doesn't matter. And everyone, you know what I mean? I guess that makes me think of like some of my friends that literally don't get bloated or like <laughs> always have out. Okay. My boyfriend Max, like I'm rolling my eyes, like always has an eight pack after like 
three five guys burgers so okay there is some people but like for the most part you know what i mean what i'm trying to say is it just doesn't matter as much as you think it does and i think all the girls are with me here when i say you're good sweetie don't worry about it too much as long as you are trying your best to live your life as your best self and be healthy in whatever that means for you if it's like mixing in a fruit or vegetable that's all I really tell myself to do is Gretchen like eat whatever you want every day just like throw in some fruits and vegetables so that you feel better because I know that's like what makes me feel better get some movement in in whatever way I want even if it's walking my dog doing like five crunches before I go to bed I don't know as long as I'm doing a little something it'll make me feel better than if I'm doing nothing so Oh, yeah, like if you're with your good girlfriends, your friends, family, summertime, fun in the sun, like that's what matters. Just like don't, yeah, and focus on what I said my Instagram caption. Don't take the photos to like look like a model unless you're modeling, like that's great or whatever, but like I could never, like <laughs> just, it's for the memories, good times, and you don't want to look back, like I'm looking back at that moment in Laguna when I was crying trying to take beach photos and be like, why? So just no stress, baby girl. Like, you're all good. Okay, moving on from that. I cannot believe how far into this episode we already are. Wow, I could chat. I didn't even tell you guys, like, what I'm happy about or happy quote. I'm going to get to that. But last thing I want to say is you guys were asking for advice on staying present. And I feel like I'm good at it once in a blue moon, but I think I'm actually really bad at this. So I want your guys' advice. Like, I need tips here, Okay. Obviously, number one for me is to not go on my phone. That makes me so not present, the opposite of present. That pulls me into like this virtual phone world where I'm worried about like the past on my Instagram and YouTube or whatever and like my text and worried about the present and what's to come and what who I have to text back and who I have to email back and yeah, it's just not good. Like my screen time is horrendous and I just need it to get better because it like my phone ruins my life i'm not even being dramatic like i just feel like your phone takes away time from your life like i think about how in 1900 people could just like live their lives every day and weren't like chained to their phones do you guys like ever think about that <laughs> i just struggle and especially okay this is where i really need your tips when I travel, like when I was in Laguna, for example, when I'm on Cape Cod, when I'm doing something fun, I really want to be present. And I really want to be enjoying the moment because it's something exciting and like a fun adventure, new environment, activity. But where I struggle is I really want to capture content for the memories. And I want all these photos from Laguna so I can look back. And I want to like share my trip with you guys, whatever it is. So I feel like I'm even more on my phone and vlogging and whatever it is. But then I feel like I'm not in the moment. It's really hard for me to sort of balance like, okay, when am I like in real normal life being present, eating dinner with Max? But it's like I can't even do that because I want to take like the Instagram story. Like the balance for the vlog footage the ig photos stories even tiktok like the people i do tiktok with all that this is why i can't even get myself to do tiktok because i'm like i'm already on my phone for like 12 hours a day you know what i mean how am i supposed to balance all that with like normal life i don't know if you guys have tips i feel like i used to be better at this and i had a friend that even told me like oh you're so good with the vlogging because you get the vlog camera out you vlog the moment you get like a couple minutes share what's going on but then you put it away and you can like turn it off and be present and i'm like wow that's like a really 
nice compliment because I don't feel that way. Even if I put it away, I'm thinking about, okay, what am I blogging next? Like thinking about this like timeline in my head, like we did this so far, this is coming, this is the concept for the video. It's it's crazy. Maybe it's just because I've been in this world for so long, like I can't turn it off. That's something I struggle with. Like I can't turn it off. Like always going. It's always, which reminds me of my Enneagram, Enneagram type, which I'm going to talk about still. Anyway, I need your guys' tips on that. If you're listening to this episode, go comment on my last Happy Hour podcast Instagram post promoting this episode and give me tips on staying present. Okay, if you're listening to this like 35 minutes in, I cannot believe how far into this episode we already are. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. But, yeah, okay, let's get into what I'm happy about this week. <laughs> 35 minutes, this is like more than halfway. Okay, what I'm happy about this week, because you guys know I do this. I'm saying the beginning of every episode. This is like halfway through. What I'm happy about is, well, being home in Pennsylvania, like I said, this really feels like home now, my home base. I think it's because I've made it a really cozy environment somewhere that I love being. I love, like right now, I'm just sitting in our office looking outside of the trees, just being in nature. It really reminds me here where I grew up in Albany. So I think it feels really nostalgic. It feels like a similar environment to my childhood. And I love like the little loop that I walk Brody on in the mornings. Like I love... I don't know I love the Wegmans like I love the things here it's very it's a lot slower pace than my life my crazy like fast-paced life in Boston but I'm loving it and I my Enneagram personality type will tell you that I um I think I'm really good at or I can really easily find things to be grateful for which is like so me so true like I could sit here and be like Oh, I'm so grateful that I had such a great workout. I'm like grateful for my big, huge hydro flask next to me with ice water. Oh, it's like the best ice water ever. I'm so grateful that like, like literally you guys, I could be grateful for everything. Like I'm like, oh, I love that it's like cloudy right now. So I don't have FOMO that like I'm not outside. Like I'm grateful that I vacuumed and the floors feel like clean beneath my feet. Like I'm so cheesy, but that's kind of how like I go through life. And it's like a really fun way to be excited about everything. <laughs> Um, I'm also happy about summer ahead. We are not worrying about how we look in the bikini. We are worrying about how we feel in our fun mems and with others. That's what I'm excited about. And I want to tell you guys. Okay, so you know I always do like a happy quote. I share a happy quote. I share a happy idea, phrase, whatever. So this is good this week because it's like really... um, helped me like mentally maybe two days ago was when I saw I screenshotted this girl's story so I'm gonna read her advice to you I just never heard this before and it like really motivated me and changed my perspective and was like the reason I could get up at seven and work out today because I was like Gretchen like the best version of yourself does this so you guys know I've talked about I think this 
really came from Tori De Simone. She was on my podcast, her podcast. She would talk about this higher version of yourself, like best version of yourself. That helped me a lot. But I feel like I started to sort of get lazy with it. I'd be like, oh, the best version of myself isn't eating like the whole pack of cinnamon rolls, maybe eating like one or two. But I'm like, oh, whatever, like screw it. I'm just going to do it anyway. So this, this girl's story helped me. So her name's Cass Demick. Gio Demica, oh my god, I don't know how to say it. Um, but my best friend Hannah showed me her account. It's really cute. She has like jewelry brand. Anyway, she's doing like a QA on her story. And someone asked her, Have you ever dealt with self-doubt? How did you heal it? And she talks a lot about like a book and stuff. And she says, Okay, this is where I was like, whoa, like like mind blown. She says, Whenever I feel self-doubt, it's because I'm not being the best version of myself that I know I'm capable of being. And I don't know why putting it that way, I was like, okay, I'm gonna say it again so it can really sink in. <laughs> It's so cheesy. Whenever I feel self-doubt, it's because I'm not being the best version of myself that I know I'm capable of being. Think of it as a positive. You feel self-doubt because you know deep down you're capable of pushing yourself to be better. So use that as motivation to grow. And I was like, whoa, when I read this. And I said to Max yesterday, I shared it with him. And I'm like, I think this just put into words what I feel so often. I'll feel self-doubt about my Instagram or my YouTube or whatever it is about what's going on, my fitness journey or lack thereof since I like didn't work out for a month. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, okay, I feel self-doubt because I know what I'm capable of being and doing. Maybe I've been there in the past. Like I know this best version of myself and that's why I feel self-doubt. And this girl Cass was saying that that's what's motivating to her. And I'm like, that is so motivating to me. So I don't know if that like helped you guys at all, if that made any sense. But yeah, like when you feel self-doubt and doubtful or I think also maybe, well, I know it's like comparing myself to others. Like I'll be like, oh, like I doubt myself. Like this person's doing like even better doing what I want to do. It's like you can be there too. Like they're not any different than you. Use that as motivation to get up earlier and get the workout in so you can have your day or whatever. That's what it is for me instead of letting my morning workout drag on to like 5 p.m. And it's like, what did I do all day? So that, I think, really helped me, and I don't know, that's, like, not really, like, a happy quote, but, like, a motivational thing. Like, you know where you're capable of being, girlfriend, so, like, go out there and get it. Like, no one else is going to get it for you, so whatever it is that you want or are going for. Okay, we are 40 minutes in, and I did not even touch on, like, love languages, Enneagram. I, this is so bad that I can't say it. Enneagram. Enneagram, that's how it's spelled. Um, and also the Myers-Briggs personality test, because that's, like, my, that's my tried and true, what I've, like, stuck by for so long. Okay, let's get into it, you guys. So, love languages. I'm trying to think where I first heard of this. I don't know. I feel like in the past couple of years, you hear about, like, oh, love language. What's your love language? Whatever. Do you know your boyfriend's love language, like, in a relationship? So, I actually looked it up, and the five love languages, how to express heartfelt commitment to your mate, is a book by Gary Chapman. So, Gary, you must be a psychologist or something that you found all this out. I don't know. I'm sure there's like other books and other things about it. I'm sure. Like I feel like everyone knows. So when I was researching for you guys, according to Dr. Chapman, there are five primary love languages that people speak. Oh, that's funny to think about. People speak, I guess, feel, whatever. These include words of affirmation. So that can be the first one. 
two, quality time, three, physical touch, four, acts of service, five, receiving gifts. I guess giving or receiving gifts. So let's break it down. When Max and I, it must have been like a quiz test, whatever. When we did this, um, it was actually really interesting. Like I was touching on before the results because I think it was different than I thought. So initially, I think when we were taking it, I was like, okay, for both of us, like number one is just going to be something like physical touch because I feel like we're so touchy or I guess especially in the beginning when you're in the honeymoon you know you're like everywhere you go you're like holding hands or hugging or whatever so I thought physical touch was going to be like number one no it wasn't it was probably like three or four for both of us like way lower down because I think we just value other things more or like receive express feel love in that way so like I said words of affirmation was number one for Max, which I touched on before, that was like really helpful for me to know as his partner. I think these are so helpful to know as someone's partner because you can just love them in the way that they receive love and sort of focus on that and just be like cognizant of it so that you're not, for me, for example, I'm not just like talking shit and like, or like joking around being like offensive and he like takes it hard, takes it seriously. So I don't know. That just made me think like, wow, Gretchen, like what I say to him is really important. So I need to just think about that and like be careful here. And I think it is like the first two are sort of like your primary and secondary ways that you receive love. Like the first two are the most important. And then I think second for Max was either quality time or maybe acts of service. I It's funny because acts of service, I know were not both of ours first like primary way but I think they're both so important to us so they must be both of our like second um that sounds like acts of service I don't know in my mind it's just like showing that you care like we're both so big on that like not just saying like I love you whatever which obviously I realize is important to Max and like saying like love you sweetie you look great today whatever are important to him and he like really receives love in that way but also like showing each other that we care by doing things means so much to both of us I know like if he gets home I did this a couple times and he would like tear up he'd be like oh my gosh that's just like the best thing ever if you'd get home from an away game like he's gone like on the road all day and he gets home it's like midnight or 1 a.m and he had like so much laundry piling up and if I did the laundry and folded it put it away whatever he would be like are you kidding me like you know what I mean when you do something for someone else it feels really good doing it for someone else because you know how it's going to make them feel but when you're that person that receives this act of service it feels so nice like you feel so loved and cared for and it just feels a weight off your like a weight off your shoulder like if he's like oh like I vacuumed because I know you wanted to vacuum today and I'm like oh my gosh that literally is a weight off my shoulder now it's something I don't have to worry about and he's like oh my gosh I was gonna do my laundry my off day tomorrow but now I can like relax whatever it is so it's just really helpful knowing that these love languages and I just think bottom line for everyone acts of service is really sweet I'm trying to think maybe the only time it wouldn't be good is if like I was really like offended like or like oh no, like, why did you do that? I wanted to do that or something. I don't know. (laughs) But like, I don't think that's ever really the case if you're doing something to like show that you care. Even an act of service, like doing the dishes or the chores, I'm thinking of like things like that, but there's got to be other acts of service. Like, um, I don't know.
know I feel like I'm thinking about it too much that's my personality type here I'm like active service if I like made a donation in his name I don't know that's more of like a gift but anyway so those are like his top two I know my first one is quality time for sure that's why long distance was so hard for me because I'm like I just want to like spend time around you all the time and not just like passive time where we're both scrolling on our phones like quality time like deep talks conversation have dinner with me put the phones away chit chat like let's talk and bond and like have that quality time that's for sure my number way that I receive love is just like quality time and then two for me I don't even think is words of affirmation like it's got to be two or three but I think two is the acts of service like I was just saying and then physical touch in gift giving you know I feel like I sort of like judge them like I'm like oh those aren't as like good as the other ones but they are and they're like just as valid and I feel like I've learned that learning more about them um I really used to think like gift giving gift receiving I'm like oh that sounds so weird to me and like materialistic like how can that be a legitimate like love language but then like reading more into it if you want to like research more about it too it is and it works for like a lot of relationships um and also physical touch, which I know we both like appreciate. Like I love holding hands. Like I feel like all of these are my love languages, um, just obviously some more important than others. And for some people, like physical touch might be really high up on their list. You know, I feel like I've seen TikToks where it's like, tell me your love language is physical touch without telling me your love language is physical touch. And it'll be like people like wrapped around each other in public or like always holding hands, like always even... Um, but I see like physical touch might be my last one or second to last but even if we're like sitting next to each other I just love if like our hand or like we're holding hands or if his hands on my knee or like even if our legs are just touching or like when you go to bed at night if like your feet touch each other I don't know that sounds so dumb but it's just like you feel connected um and then gift giving, gift receiving. So I always thought this one like I said I would like judge this love language and then I realized wow I really show love in this way. I don't think I receive love in this way as much. I mean, it's so sweet. I always just feel like it's so beyond generous if I receive a gift from Max, my mom, my sister, whatever. And obviously, I receive love in that way. I'm like, wow, I feel so loved. But I, sometimes I almost feel bad. I don't know if you guys feel that way about gifts. Like, you feel like, oh my gosh, like, you did not have to do that. Like, I feel bad. Like, you went out of your way or you spent your money or you spent your time making this, whatever it is. Um, but then I realized, wow, I really, really show my love in that way. Like, I always want to provide for my friends or family or Max or whatever. If I hear something that, like, my sister, my mom, or Max wants, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I want to get that for them because that's just, like, the best feeling to me to surprise them with, like, something that they wanted or something like that. It's going to make them happy or, like, solve a problem for them. If it's, like, this, like, blow dryer my sister wanted, I'm like, oh, I want to get it for them because... I just know that like they want that so they're gonna love it and I don't know like I just maybe I'm like a provider in that way like I always want to like provide for my friends or my mom or like I always help out my mom or my sister whenever I can if it's like money or whatever so I think I really give love in that way um which is like interesting to think about and learn about and yeah I really recommend if you guys even if you're not in relationships to just like learn what your love languages are because I feel like it makes you more in touch with yourself and what you value in a relationship and things like that but I think other ways like people like gift giving is 
I don't know if this is like not right, but I think about how sometimes a parent might be like traveling for work all the time, for example. And you know, um, I know this happened whenever my dad would go away on work trips when we were younger, he would bring back like little gifts or presents. And I guess we really did receive love in that way. I'm sure he gave love in that way because it's like even if he couldn't be there because he was away for a week at a conference or whatever, he would bring back like little knickknacks or treats or whatever for us. And that I guess that is a love language in that way. I don't know if that's like not a right example for it but yeah that's just like what I think of in my head so that's that on love languages and then okay we're getting into the Enneagram you guys so I looked and for Enneagram there's nine different types basically these are like personality tests and types and to just learn about um, your personality and like why you are the way you are like I said your values your fears your strengths your weaknesses goals like things like that and it's so weird like reading about whatever type you are because you are like the whole time you read about it you're just like oh my god that's me oh my gosh that's so me whoa whoa that's so me and then you read about like the weight weaknesses and strengths and you're like oh my gosh it's so me (laughs) like whenever I read about it I'm like whoa so like I said I didn't really know about the Enneagram before and I was like "Hmm, is that me but then when I was just really reading about it I was like wow so let me tell you guys about what one that I am I'm pulling it up right now okay so my number one like it shows like there's one through nine and it shows like what your top one is and then it's kind of like levels like it's a pie chart and like the biggest one for me is seven so I guess that means my Enneagram type is seven but then like close behind is three then two then eight so I don't know like if that means anything but I was reading and it says, so at first I'm like, oh, is this me? And then I was like, whoa, this is really me. So it says, sevens are defined by their desire to experience everything good and pleasurable that the world has to offer while avoiding pain, boredom, and limitations. Although sevens appear enthusiastic and fun-loving, deep down they have a fear of getting stuck in negative emotions. Yup. Thus, they tend to disconnect from their deeper feelings, instead focusing on their imagination and zest for life to keep them moving forward and gathering new pleasurable experiences. I'm like, wow, that does sound like me. And then I clicked on, it's called The Enthusiast, which sounds like me. Um, and like, it's so me. So everything I just said, this is my deepest fear is getting stuck in a rut and missing out on the good life so true they cope with this year by constantly seeking out exciting novel and fun experiences so me and like I feel like my Myers-Briggs personality type will tell you will like kind of explain that too how I'm like always seeking out fun experiences and new things it says core motivations more than anything sevens want to avoid feeling bored sad or uninspired totally personality traits okay this is where i was like whoa this is me always on the go hmm, sounds familiar wide range of interests childlike enthusiasm and energy i literally was like oh, how does it know <laughs> curious sparkling eyes sure many ongoing professional creative projects upbeat and optimistic class half full outlook i'm like uh-huh well liked popular among peers oh my gosh thank you like i don't really i mean maybe i'm well liked by the people that watch my youtube videos or listen to my podcast i would hope um what else in depth it says wide-eyed filled to the brim with endless energy are playful busy optimists of the world yeah i would say that's 
really neat relentless curiosity for new information experiences playing to their story oh this i was like whoa how does it know they're storytellers with a passion for many different hobbies glass half full blah blah blah, like i said um but i'm like how does it know that i'm always like telling stories to my friends and family because i am um it says my core values are flexibility happiness and novelty like that literally sounds like my literal core values for life and like goals is to just be like happy like novelty like fun new exciting things all the time and being flexible like yes uh variety is the enthusiast bread of life totally like totally which i feel like is very i'm an enfp which i'll get into but i feel like that's so p of me um open-mindedness oh and it talks about like when sevens are healthy average unhealthy and i feel like i just so relate to it i'll enough talking about sevens because if you're a seven maybe you um can relate but if you're not like whatever oh here it says the nine different enneagram types okay ready enneagram type one the perfectionist i'm already thinking of like some of my friends when i read these enneagram type two the giver Oh my god, that's totally my sister Lucy. Enneagram type three, the achiever. Type four, the individualist. Type five, the investigator. Type six, the skeptic. Oh, I, I remember Max took this too. I want to say he was individualist or investigator. Individualist like sounds like him. He's very like individual, independent. Um, where was I? Type six, the skeptic. Type seven, the enthusiast. Type eight, the challenger. Type nine, the peacemaker. Ooh, actually, maybe that's my twin sister, Lucy. Gosh, now I want to know hers. I'm going to send this to her and like have her take it. Um, so that's the Enneagram. I guess it's like similar to Myers-Briggs, but different. And I first took the Myers-Briggs personality test in college. Like I said, we had to do it for my organizational behavior class. And I found it so fascinating. It was so cool. And basically, there's four different categories for um, the Myers-Briggs personality test. By the way, if you want to take these online, I know the one for Myers-Briggs on Google that like me and all my friends would take is just called 16personalities.com. And then for Enneagram, I took it on truity.com. I'm sure there's like a million of them if you just Google them. And so it's interesting when I was just reading about the Myers-Briggs one because the different categories, I feel like the name, like the letters for each category have changed almost and that makes sense. Okay, so like I said, I'm ENFP. So what that means is like each different one. So the first one is extroverted or introverted, which most people know. Um, but I find it like really fascinating. I'm so extroverted, like beyond like people are always like, oh, you're not like a hundred percent one or the other. No, I literally am. Like when I take the test, it's always like one hundred percent like extroverted. Like I barely have any introverted like qualities, I feel like. Maybe once in a while if I'm really like I don't know really social and i'll want a moment to like recharge by myself but that like barely ever happens like i just get my energy from other people is like i think the main thing about being extroverted like you gain energy by being with others and introverted like it kind of drains them my twin sister i'll talk about her a lot too with myers-briggs because we literally have the opposite personality types which is like so fascinating since we're twin sisters and then the second one i think is where um it like changed i always thought it was it's i or s but maybe they just like changed what it's called so 
I'm ENFP, like I was saying, and my sister is actually ISTJ. So that's like, it's either one or the other. And when I'm reading about it though, it says intuitive versus observant, but I always thought the S was for sensing. So how I learned, I'll just talk about that, intuitive versus sensing. Um, this one's kind of hard to explain, but I'm definitely... Um, Oh, I guess the N is for intuitive. Yeah, I'm definitely intuitive. And it's funny when I would have my friends take it and they would get S, I would be like, whoa, they're like so sensing or I guess observant is what this calls this. So I'll just read what it says because I'm like bad at explaining this. But it says our second personality scale includes the intuitive and observant S. Yeah, styles. These traits describe what people are more likely to do with the information gathered from the world around them. Intuitive personality types rely on imagining the past and the future potential of what they see. Those with observant style are more interested in observable facts and more straightforward outcomes. They prefer to avoid layering too much interpretation on what they see. So when I learned about this and then like saw it in real life with my friends, I'm like, whoa, that's so true. Like I remember in my observational behavior class um we did like different exercises with this so once everyone had their personality type we would break up into like introverted and extroverted and then and do like different activities and we did like sensing versus intuitive and I remember there being like such a stark contrast um our professor had like gave us each group an apple and was like okay write down and we're gonna like discuss after everything about the apple so i'm in the intuitive group and we're like okay like apple a day gives like keeps the doctor away um snow white like with the apple and we're like really thinking about it like healthy nutritious yummy whatever and then the sensing group was like what do you want me to say it's red and it's round and you can eat it and we were like whoa like that is so crazy so i think um intuitive you just like (laughs) sounds like overthinkers like you just like think about it too much and sensing is more just like you sense like the physical senses like you see it you experience it like that's it kind of thing that's at least how I perceive that one so you could like think about which one you are and then the third one is thinking versus feeling I'm definitely feeling I remember that I won't bore you but the activity we did for this was so funny it was like how you react in a situation and a lot of people in the tea were like very practical and thinking logically meanwhile I like come right out with the emotions and just feel first so um Yeah, this says our third nature scale reveals the extent to which we value emotions or rationally more. We value emotions or rationality more when considering options. Does a person tend to use a thinking personality trait, which relies on the head, or the feeling trait, which relies on the heart? So it's really interesting. I think a lot of me and my girlfriends are feeling just because, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe like girls are more feeling and guys are more thinking but i don't know max might even be f and i think lucy's t so yeah i guess you don't know and then the fourth one i'm so p this says okay this is different too i always thought it was judging versus perceiving but this says judging versus prospecting so j or p is the last one um and how i think of this is like all the questions if you do the quiz is like if you're judging it's not actually like what the word sounds like you it just means that you are like really put together and on a schedule and you're like early for things and you have a plan and a planner and i always thought it was perceiving but prospecting whatever the p is is very like laid back um me like 
very like spontaneous so this says the tactic scale which includes judging prospecting personality traits reflects how people plan and deal with the options they have but this definition doesn't just concern what individuals write in their day planners it's much broader these traits answer questions like do you prefer spontaneity or certainty do you feel more comfortable acting only with all your ducks lined neatly in a row does a certain amount of flexibility or chaos excite you and prove motivating that's so me do you need more choices or fewer it says people with judging personality trait feel most comfortable when the course ahead is well marked they would rather come up with five backup plans than deal with events as they come preferring to consider their options ahead of time personality types of this trait prefer clarity and closure sticking with a plan rather than going with the flow it's as if judging types always keep a mental checklist when they cross something off their list or even start an item on their list they consider it complete and not open to reconsideration that's so max like people that just have their crap together for me prospecting individuals are much more flexible when it comes to dealing with unexpected challenges this flexibility helps them seize unexpected opportunities as well wow this is like painting such a nice picture about it and i always thought it was such a nice like such a negative thing these personality types tend to react to their environments rather than try to control them yeah helping them to make their own luck and whatever the world delivers people with this trait hold that life is full of possibilities that's so me and i just remember learning about how like um yeah like the p is very spontaneous like on a whim like woo, like sort of like the hot mess not really planning things out like i wish i could be jay like i wish i could just have a plan have it together be really structured have a routine but i just by nature i think i'm very p so yeah i thought i would just like touch on that for you guys because it's really fun and I wonder if you have taken the test like what it comes up with it's always so interesting like I would think I would know my friends and then they would take it and it'd be different and I'd be like whoa that's so you so I think for the Enneagram it tells me that I am the campaigner is the name of my personality type ENFP it says something is someone with the extroverted intuitive feeling and prospect prospecting personality traits these people tend to embrace big ideas and actions that reflect their sense of hope and goodwill towards others their vibrant energy can flow in many directions oh nice and it's so fun when you do these too you guys it'll show like celebrities that have the same personality type for enneagram number as you and let's talk about strengths and weaknesses for this i want to because it's so me curious observant energetic enthusiastic good communicators know how to relax oh i feel like i don't know how to relax (laughs) um it says ah find it difficult to focus number one wow overthink things get stressed easily this is like so weird to read because i'm like oh my god how does it know how does it know highly emotional oh and this says independent to a fault hmm I feel like I've gotten better. You know, I am really independent in some ways and like not in others, but I've gotten definitely better. Oh my gosh, you guys, you can click romantic relationships. Wow. Okay, I need to like read this and like see how I am. When it comes to relationships, there are hardly anyone around who's more excited than campaigners to share with their partners the bounty of ideas and eye-opening experiences that life has to offer. That's so me. Like I don't shut up. People with a campaigner personality type relationships are a joyous process of mutual exploration imagination chance to connect with another soul campaigners take the relationship seriously are known for their uninhibited unshakable devotion to people whom they've committed their hearts that's 
it's so true um in dating phase campaigners can be said to tolerate such a formal process blah, blah 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 they'll do everything they can to build a strong relationship by demonstrating their devotion reliability by whatever means available Aww. wow oh my gosh you can look at friendships parenthood career paths <gasps> let's see what a good career would be watch it says like youtuber podcaster <laughs> um career paths <gasps> so me where campaigners do not shine is in systems of strict regimentation like strict regiment hierarchy such as military service i think in any strict like workplace i just would not do well they thrive on the ability to question the status quo explore the alternatives um if this is a quality that's not appreciated but frowned upon this will not only make them unhappy but may even threaten their emotional stability so true repetition predictability boredom um while some types may appreciate predictability and clear hierarchies these are not selling points for campaigners so true people with a campaigner personality type need to feel they're pushing boundaries exploring ideas to focus on interests and careers that encourage that yes oh here we go many career options satisfy these needs not just scientific ones, writing, journalism, acting, TV reporting, give campaigners a chance to explore something new every day, stir the pot while they're at it. Yes, like something new every day. That's totally me on social media. Like I can do different things every day, do whatever I want, be creative. Wow. Yeah, that really like lines up with my personality type. Okay, hopefully you guys didn't think this was so boring, but that was so fun to like go through those. Like I said, I like geek out over this stuff. I don't know what it is. I like find it fascinating. Like I was saying, learning about, I mean, love languages and just sort of like diving deep into like who you are as a person because it can help you like seeing your strengths and weaknesses and sort of like pointing it out and being like, okay, like let's focus on your strengths. Like don't focus on the weaknesses or sort of like, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I thought that would be fun to go through. You guys should totally take those tests if you haven't before, just because they're really fun to see. Can maybe like help you in your life and what you're up to. Maybe the love languages will help you in your relationship. And yeah, this episode is so long now. Like what did I, what did we even talk about? Um, just had a little catch up, got some advice in there. This went by so quick. Like I wish we could just talk for another hour because I love you guys. This was so fun. Give me advice on staying present. Don't forget. And I hope you all are very healthy and happy and safe right now in the world i know the world is kind of like going back to normal may i say a little bit a little bit more normal or more normal version that we're used to pre-pandemic but obviously we're not pre-pandemic like we're still in the pandemic but i feel like it's getting a lot better like those of you listening probably a lot of you i would assume are fully vaccinated like i am and here in pa at least where i live the mask mandate is pretty much gone i think in some businesses they can still have a mask mandate um i think it's like up to individual businesses and i'm fine wearing a mask like i'd honestly rather wear one than have people think that I don't think they're important. I was just saying this in a vlog yesterday. Like, I'm fully vaxxed, but I'm like, I'd rather wear one than have people or be uncomfortable or anything. So, yeah, I don't really mind wearing one. Like, I'm really used to it. And, oh, I wanted to say, too, when we were on Cape, we decided last minute to go to the Bruins playoff game. We went to game two. 
By the way, side note, Max and I are such a bad luck for the Bruins. The two playoff games we went to for the Bruins game two and game seven in 2019, they lost both of them. And they also lost game two <laughs> this time of the second series because we were there. And they lost in overtime and really bad luck. But what I'm trying to say is it was full capacity, no masks. It was crazy. Well, I think technically you were supposed to wear the masks if you weren't eating and drinking, but like everyone was eating and drinking the whole time. It was like basically no masks in full capacity. Like it was so weird feeling like normal life again. And I like forgot how to act in a crowd of people and like meeting a bunch of followers, which was like the best highlight, of course, of like the whole that's like really what I'm happy about that I got to meet so many of you guys because I feel like I've been so deprived of that in the last year and a half during the pandemic because I go less places less places or like big crowds or anything where I would typically meet so many of you so that was like so so fun and such a blessing of the weekend but anyway I digress I'm like getting so chatty here Thank you guys so, so much for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed. These are my favorite episodes to listen to, like I said. And I will catch you, ne- I was going to say next week, in my next episode, two weeks from now. Okay, bye. Love ya.